0: I'm yeah. very
1: partial to a mango Mangolassie. Yeah,
0: can I have a snake bite, a lager top, and a mango Mangolassie? You know. The letter L. He is the loco Paul Gannon. And he
1: is the logiloquent Damien St. John.
0: And this is the lolly water style podcast, The Fictionary. <laughs>
1: So, you called me, I believe, loco.
0: You are, senor, gringo, you are loco. Oh, yeah, come on, do
1: the racist accents, get them all out of the
0: way. It's not racist if it's
1: accurate. There's a fine line, we don't know... <laughs> right, Is okay, it? I don't know, because that's just like muddying the water, isn't it? <laughs> There's like a fine line between what accents we can make fun of, like the French, oh, wee wee, ha, 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 and the Japanese, I won't oh. be doing that one.
0: Am I making fun, or am I just doing the accent?
1: Uh, it depends on... If, if I
0: go abroad and I have to enunciate in... Like, in French, you can't go un pan au chocolat, senior, yeah. Uh, garçon.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have to go un pan au chocolat, garçon. You I think have you have to, to give you, it a bit of taste. Yeah, yeah you got to give
1: it a bit of flavour. But... So,
0: yeah, loco, nothing to do with trains, by the way. It's Spanish for insane, crazy or mad, with its origins in the Spanish word for loose. Nothing to do with uh, locomotion.
1: Which is what I thought it might have been yeah. initially, or some kind of relation to it.
0: Because if it was, it might imply some kind of loose train action. Ooh. And who who wouldn't want some of that? Hey, baby, do uh, you want
1: some of that loose train action? Uh, Choo-choo.
0: Is that you, Barry White? Are you in the room? Yeah. Uh, there is an Arabic alternative. Lawak <laughs> uh, is foolishness. Greek is glaukos, meaning clear. So glaucoma, possibly. I'm guessing that's
1: where it's up from. And go, us yeah. Brits hmm.
0: adopted loco in the 1800s from the Spanish, presumably, as a result of our you know vast armada conquering the globe. But we prefixed it with the word plum. So we used to say, oh, that good fellow appears to be plum loco. Mm-hmm. And of course, plumbing means vertical. So plum loco yeah. means vertical loco or straight up loco. So that gangster speak that you hear is actually what we would have said all along. On that theme, Loco N.L. Coco is a Latin version of Insane in the Membrane by Cypress Hill. Hace, jamone, and I think that's all we can play for legal reasons. But uh, it's, you get on, the gist. it's on the album called Smoke Out. Oh. <laughs> if you're interested, my friend. And there you go. That is uh, loco, meaning insane or crazy in Spanish.
1: Okay, so do you want to know what I called you then, mate?
0: Yeah, large something, wasn't uh, it? Largiloquent. Was I was very pleased, yeah. I'll take that as a compliment if I'm largiloquent. I think you probably
1: could take it as a compliment. <laughs> it comes from the, uh, it's an adjective, it comes from the Latin largiloquus, which means. Talkative. It's basically been stretched out to mean talkative, one who is full of words, or one who excessively talks. First coined in the mid-17th century. I only found one usage of it in common parlance, shall we say. Uh, An American comedy band from Arizona called Psycho Stick. They um, like to use silly imagery and humour in their songs. And the song that uses this word is one of their largely musical songs. And I struggle desperately to say it, but it's called the song Largiloquent Difframs. And the lyrics, the only lyrics in the whole song are yeah. Dog food tastes good with cheese.
0: Cheese is the secondary masking of flavour to ketchup and salt, don't you I think?
1: Can't, I can't stand you ketchup.
0: Can, you can add it. Well, it's got salt in it. You can add it and it just like completely changes the flavour of anything.
1: Well, that's because the salt is a, is a, is a taste exciter on your tongue, isn't it? So that's why they put it with chocolate now. Because chocolate uh, and salt, the salt brings out the better flavour of the work in
0: advertising. Salt, the taste exciter! <laughs> And I describe the podcast as lolly water.
1: I love that word as well.
0: Lolly water added to the English dictionary last June as a sub-entry. It refers to pre-mixed alcoholic beverages, often fruit-flavoured, so sweet that you can barely taste the alcohol content. So you know when you go out and you have a sip of your girlfriend's drink, and she goes, oh, it's like there's no alcohol in there.
1: A friend of mine at university called it slag squash.
0: Australians? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not his friend anymore. It's hard to come back from slag squash. Slag squash, the taste exciter
1: Slag squash, the worst sport ever created
0: (laughs) Here we go Hey, so welcome to the Fictionary Every week we take a selection of unusual words or common words And we break them all down, find out what they mean and where they came from It's probably the occasional accidental uh, lie or mistake in there But nobody's picked us up yet Not yet Lying, the taste exciter Uh, This week we are tackling the letter L you can follow us on Thick Podcast to join in with future episodes. And you know what? If you get us on iTunes, we are desperate for some reviews.
1: Any reviews. Even if they say, good.
0: So, look, we're, we're gagging for some reviews to get us up there so more people can find us. So if yeah. you enjoy the podcast and... Um, Here are some
1: L words you could maybe put on. Lovely. Yeah, listenable.
0: Lubricated. yeah, oh, very. So you pick a word on Twitter, at Thick Podcast, future letter from the alphabet, and we will do the homework. Right, so it's time for this week's Word Workout. Here is an anagram of a long word, beginning with the letter L. Please write it down if you want to play along. Do the same, oh, yeah, Paul I'm Gannon, gonna do, I'm gonna do it. with your fictional pen. Your word workout today. The word is cold razzle. I'm keen. Cold razzle. Cold razzle. <laughs> I'm keen. And it's a food. Okay. Mm, All right. Give me some of that cold razzle. I'm keen. Got to the end of the podcast to work it out. Good luck. Right here we go with our big L words this week. Coming at you, Paul Gannon. Number one, the verb laugh. Never heard of it. You're familiar with what uh, laughing is? As a
1: one-time stand-up comedian, no,
0: not at all, <laughs> never. Laughter is a verb it comes from the 14th century, which is interesting because laughter predates speech. Like, Actually, of course it does. Yeah, it's one of the most instinctive things you can ever do as a, as a human being. But why do we laugh?
1: Because sometimes the reality of life is far too painful to comprehend.
0: Yes, but then how would that be the case for like a a 12-month-old baby? Why do they laugh? Because they don't know jokes. They don't know Michael McIntyre.
1: That's true, no. Although most babies do sound like Michael (laughs) McIntyre. I would say it's just a guttural thing. It's some kind of release. It's it's a a mental jiggly hiccup of some sort. Jiggly
0: hiccup. (laughs) We laugh when we're sad. You accidentally laugh.
1: We laugh when we're scared.
0: Yeah. So then is it involuntary? Is it nervous?
1: I have a horrible habit of laughing when I have an argument with someone. Yeah. And they do not like that. I
0: did. We had an argument at the weekend. I got told off for smirking.
1: (laughs) Does that make you feel like a child, though, when someone tells you off for that?
0: I wasn't smirking. I was just my face.
1: That's the kind of thing you'd say to a headmaster as well.
0: Um, The word laughter, by the way, or laugh, was originally pronounced with a hard G-H. Like, loch. Exactly. Right? So the word laughter is only 700 years old. And it started off with uh, lochter. And, of course, well, it's well, funny hearing people pronounce it.
1: Yeah, because it sounds like you were clearing your throat in Wales. And
0: now I feel we've got, like, a whole Edinburgh show on its own. <laughs> the world's oldest joke comes from 1900 BC.
1: Yeah, but it involves a mother-in-law.
0: Uh, it involves a fart, actually. Oh, so
1: uh, close. It
0: comes from the saying of these Sumerians. So that's southern Iraq. Terrorist nation. Yeah. Partly. Uh,
1: apparently. Based it, on some political viewpoints
0: The first ever joke is supposed to have come from Iraq And it goes like this Can't do the accent
1: Please don't do the accent <laughs>
0: Something which has never occurred since time immemorium A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap Well You had to be there You had to be there How about a joke from 1600 BC from Egypt Oh, King Snofru And when I get words like that I always read them backwards in case I'm being tricked <laughs> Urphons Anyway, King Snofru. Here you go. This is a good one. Yeah. World's second oldest joke. How do you entertain a bored pharaoh?
1: Dunno. How do you entertain a bored pharaoh?
0: You sail a boatload of young women dressed only in fishing nets down the Nile and urge the pharaoh to go catch a fish.
1: da 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 bomb Do
0: you want Britain's oldest joke?
1: Is it still being used by such acts as Jim Davidson? Yeah. Actually,
0: yeah. we probably use them on the radio station as well. Comes, <laughs> from, comes from the 10th century, so 900 AD. Yeah. What hangs at a man's thigh you'll see it coming a mile off. What hangs at a man's thigh? Just shout out the answer anytime. What on. hangs at hangs at a man's thigh and wants to poke the hole that is often poked before? Go on. A key. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> Masters of the rug pull, the English. Yeah. Anglo Saxons. You're perfectly fit, Mrs. Ma. Get dressed now. So, come kind on, of hit me with word number two.
1: Right, the word I've got today. Uh, well, this is a word I mentioned a week or so ago, and I wanted to get more into it, because you'd never heard of a lassi. Not the dog, but the oh, lovely, lovely drink that I'm a huge fan of. It's a popular traditional yoghurt-based drink from the Indian subcontinent and originates from the Punjab region. Uh, lassi is a bre- blend sorry of yoghurt, water, spices, and sometimes fruit. I'm very partial to uh, mango lassi. They are gorgeous. <laughs>
0: I just love that sentence. I want just to drop that in in conversation. And, uh, Excuse me,
1: love. I'm yeah. very partial to a mango lassie.
0: Yeah, can I have a snake bite? A lager top and a mango lassi. You
1: know, uh, so I, I was, I'm was i a big fan of those drinks. If you ever go to an Indian restaurant and they have a lassie, yeah. you can try the sour ones because some ones are quite salty and they're a salt-based jogger drink, but the fruit ones... Is it a milkshake? It's very similar in consistency to a milkshake, but really it's got a very different flavour to it. It's very refreshing. I really—I can't recommend lassies enough. I've got a few stories about them. Apparently... Um, Anthony Bourdain, the cook. You know, the very famous The one with no cook. neck. Yeah, the one with no neck. And uh, uh, he's into video games. Oh, a quite nice. Bit. Um, he went and visited a government authorised bang shop in India. Uh, do you know what a bang shop is? Well, at least is?
0: it's authorised. I feel much safer.
1: Well, no, it's authorised because it's a, uh, it's a place where they prepare cannabis used in food and drink. Oh. So it's any kind of uh, ganja or uh, marijuana-infused drink or yeah. food is sold at a government-authorised bang shop. And the uh, proprietor offered him three types of bang glassy, and they were normal strong, Super duper strong (laughs) and full power, 24 hour, no toilet, no shower strong. Wow. Oh, I want to try that one. And apparently also lassies are so popular in parts of India that uh, this guy who worked for a Polish washing machine company was sent out to India, a very specific reason to ask why.
0: A round of applause for managing to say Polish washing machine company and
1: not stumble. (laughs) It was more complicated than I usually get used to. Uh, So yeah, they sent a representative from that company to a part of uh, India to say, why are we selling so many of our washing machines here? And they found this restaurant where they had their washing machines. And it turned out that, they were using it um, to mix lassies because they were Brilliant. so popular. They were just love pouring it. it all in, put it on spin Amazing. and then using it all out. So there you go. Chuck the lassie, invested. I can't recommend them enough.
0: Does your lassie bring all the boys to the yard? They
1: do, yeah. <laughs> and damn right, they're better than yours.
0: Uh, let's see the word that I have for you. Word number three is, uh, we're going to look at the uh, etymology of love bug, the Herbican. Oh, Originally, Dean Jones, who was the guy that drove... Yeah, Herbie I wanted to pitch an idea About the first sports car in America Right And then Walt Disney went What are you trying to do Kill me off <laughs> And suggested a different story Much more fun Yeah uh, And it was a, a story written in 1961 Called Carboy Girl That famous love triangle We would love it Called Carboy Girl And so he went Okay fine I think we could do that But then they weren't sure They wanted to use that As a name for the movie Carboy Girl And so the names That they considered For Herbie the love bug Were the Magic Volksy. Uh, the Runaway Wagon.
1: The cutest car Hitler ever built.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Be- Beetle Bomb.
1: All right. The second okay. cutest one. And also a really good song by Blair.
0: Wonder Beetle.
1: And a great song by Oasis.
0: Uh, <laughs> Bug Boom. Was 90s that? 90s uh, band. Dane Bowers and True Steppers. Yeah. And Thunderbug.
1: That would have been a XTC.
0: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, so they were among the original development titles for Herbie the Love Bug. They eventually settled on the Love Bug. Herbie, by the way, could have been a Toyota, a Volvo or an MG. But they uh, tested all these cars on set. It wasn't written in the script that it was a Beetle. They tested all the cars on set and it turned out that the Volkswagen Beetle was the only car that the crew wanted to pet. So they went, he must feel like a human being. Although Volkswagen weren't happy about it. And they said, you cannot use our logo. So there are only two times when you'll see the Volkswagen logo in Herbie the love bug and it's on parts that they couldn't get rid of that's strange you'd think
1: yes we would not like our car associated with the free love movement of your stupid American 60s (laughs) ideas we wanted tied much more back to the Nazi (laughs) rising when we were building many great machines during the second world war we want that association not your lovely friend Livon
0: pretty much it was the conversation were you there it's like you had the tapes
1: I have a time machine
0: Uh, and then the rest was was history really it went on to be one of the most iconic movie cars of all time
1: I adore the little love bug
0: And it is the law That if you have one of those New style Beatles You have to have A shit plastic flower (laughs) (laughs) On the dashboard
1: It's Because the cars At that period Came with a little Plastic flower pot Built into the dashboard For you to do exactly that And uh, there was A few remakes over time There was one in the late 90s With Bruce Campbell As Mm -hmm. the car owner And then there obviously Was the one with um, Lindsay Lohan Lindsay Lohan in the car Yeah she shouldn't have been Behind the wheel of a car At that age I don't think
0: But shout out to Lindsay Lohan On the uh, L podcast this week
1: Do you remember your mother? Your real mother?
0: Right, and the final word from you then, Paul Gannon, is.
1: It's another word I used last week, and I thought I'd go into more detail now. The word loanword. Remember
0: we talked about this last time? As in one word. It's, well, it's a noun. It's two words put together to make one word.
1: No. A noun, it's a word adopted from a foreign language with little or no modification. Uh, It's a translation of the German word Lernwort from the 1870s, 75, and became very popular in the early 1900s, around about 1930s, 1940s. you're thinking to yourself, but what loan words do exist, Paul?
0: Amongst many things, yes.
1: Yes, um, apart from, yeah. <laughs> Let's not go down that path. Um, here's a few great examples of loan words we use all the time yep. that have their derivation in another country, and we almost use it verbatim. Yep. Verbatim being one, probably, actually, off the top of my head. Uh, Schadenfreude. That's a great example. We use it all the time when yeah. someone falls down. I think we already used it in this <laughs> podcast. Laughing at
0: the misfortunes of others.
1: Exactly yeah. what it says on the tin. Hoipaloi uh, from Greek. I always thought of it as the kind of you know the snobs and stuff oh, but it turns yeah. out it's the masses it's yeah. like you know when you're hanging out with the common people yeah. or actually the upper crust so it kind of works depending on what stra- strata Hoi you are on. would
0: not be a good name for a baguette shop <laughs>
1: no not at all faux pas is another word we use again there's loads of them like one of my favourite words bric-a-brac comes from the French it's miscellaneous collection of small decorative objects like I used the word knick-knack last yeah. week it's very similar to that
0: quid pro quo Polish washing machine <laughs>
1: <laughs> literally meaning something for something so you know you scratch my yeah. Back, I scratch yours. Menanger trois. Love it. Yeah, you know, menanger trois. It's like, oh, we're going to have a lovely menanger trois. It's, it's
0: a bacon, lettuce, tomato sandwich. There you go.
1: That's yeah. it with a penis in. No,
0: it's not how <laughs> well, I eat people, it. People
1: say, let's have an orgy. Let's have a menanger Trois. All it means is, in French, a household of three people. So, you know, like if yeah. you and two friends lived in a house, you would be a menanger right. Uh So, you know, there's loads of little words, nouveau riche, zeitgeist, all those words we Love use it. a lot of, uh, All loan words.
0: Hey, so good knowledge. Thanks. This is the dictionary letter L this week. Time for for another random feature, and this one is called fears. Fears is recorded in front of two people, <laughs> like cheers. So I've got a list of fears here. Just tell me what you think they mean.
1: Fears, okay. Yeah, fears oh, right, beginning good.
0: with L is six. So don't hang around. All right. Lacanophobia. Lacanophobia. C Lach, H. Uh, Lacanophobia.
1: Does the first four letters of the word what? L A C H. L A. Lacanophobia. Fear of elephants.
0: Incorrect. Uh, it's a fear of vegetables.
1: I was close. Moving on. Laliophobia. Laliophobia. That is the fear of lollies.
0: Is incorrect. 0 for 2. Laliophobia. Fear of speaking. Oh,
1: quite the opposite of logiloquins. Yep.
0: L- and number three. Leukophobia. L-E-U-K, like leukaemia. Yeah. Leukophobia.
1: Is it the fear of drinking?
0: Which you don't have.
1: No, I don't. And it
0: is the wrong answer. Oh. fear of the colour white. Okay. Three down, three wrong. You've got to pull one of these back.
1: I've got to. Uh, if only they were more commonly used in our language, I might have a better chance.
0: Well, they are, but by people, you know, that aren't in the hoi polloi. No. Oh. Uh, le- levophobia. Number four, lev- L-E-V-O, levophobia.
1: I'm going to say that is their fear of being more than seven inches off the ground.
0: Lev- levitation. I see what we did there. Yeah. Levophobia. Fear of things to the left side of the body.
1: Interesting, because that was one of the words I was going to use, the word left as well today. Oh, there you go. Yeah.
0: Legyrophobia. L-I-G-Y-R. Legyrophobia.
1: Mm, I'm going to say fear of rotation.
0: So sort of not right. Oh, Lagyrophobia, fear of loud noises. Oh. And number six, come on, man. <laughs> You're saying like I've got to get a good chance of getting these. I won't. Go on, hit me, hit me. Come on, do it. Linonophobia. Oh,
1: linonophobia. No. Is it a fear of <laughs> lino? <laughs> Plastic sheetings for your kitchen in the
0: 80s. Linonophobia is a fear of string. Oh. And that was this week's Fears. Nearly at the end of this week's dictionary, letter L Time to find out the results of this week's Word Workout, your anagram Audience and Paul Gannon was Cold razzle, I'm keen Not like finding an old magazine in the shed Cold razzle, (laughs) I'm keen Uh, It's a food, your 30 seconds starts now Cold razzle, I'm keen It's a food Get it in your face That's 10 seconds gone. Cold razzle. I'm kind of I'm thinking of Kafu. Yeah, I love Woodwind. I've decided I love Woodwind.
1: Keep that to yourself, frankly. I'm <laughs> concentrating.
0: 10 seconds. Cold razzle. I'm keen.
1: I have no idea. (laughs) I don't. Calzone.
0: No. Cold razzle, I'm keen. A fun way to liven up a boring sponge. Lemon drizzle cake. Oh,
1: I hate you all the time.
0: (laughs) Invented. We eat it all the Right, a lot.
1: I'm not a big fan of lemon-based sponge food.
0: Uh, Other than you, we eat it a lot. Invented by the French in the 1930s. Of course they did. The Telegraph called it one of the greatest cakes which is essentially like saying it's the David Bowie of cakes. Oh, the lemon drizzle
1: cake. And unlike David Bowie, not gone too soon.
0: Cold razzle, I'm keen. Lemon drizzle cake, <laughs> the flavour exciter. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do it for this week's uh, fictionary. I think we're done. That's all my notes. It is. That's
1: all my notes. Uh,
0: I think this week has been Lieutenant. And this week, in my humble opinion, has been Lush. And I would say it has been Lilliputian, Ooh. a name used to describe someone from the fictional island of Lilliput, in Gulliver's Travels by Jonathan Swift. It means a very small person. Can also be called a tiddler, munchkin, or, if you really must, Oompa Loompa, uh, who did not live the happiest of lives. No, they didn't. Willy Wonka enslaved the Oompa Loompas and forcefully... He le- rescued them. That's his story. He's sticking to it. He, res- he said he rescued them and offered to pay them in cocoa beans. What he did was enslave them to work day and night, and then when Charlie took over the chocolate factory, he let them go back to Loompa Land, which is a dense jungle. A bit like Endor, where yeah. Ewoks live.
1: You think Ewoks... Small people
0: live in forests. Right. It's the law. It's the movie law. Couldn't have put them in a desert. Couldn't have put them in a metropolis. You no. had to put small people in a dense jungle.
1: Small people. Here to help. The flavour exciter. <laughs> <laughs> flavour <laughs> exciter themselves.
0: Anyway, that'll do it for L. We'll be back another time with the letter M. Mmm. For... Monkeys. Until then, bye. Au revoir.